Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. once again to the Eye on the Ball. This is your host Elaine Ingram. Well, it was a great weekend of sport for anybody in an orange jersey with the Armagh ladies footballers and the men's footballers both having wins in their respective games. Um, the ladies were up against Tyrone in Brevney Park on Friday night. It was a cold and miserable evening, but they came out for the second time in a matter of weeks on the right side of a win with a fantastic 6-16 to 3-13 victory. Um, Aoife McCoy scored a hat-trick in that game. This win puts them top of their group at the moment with their next match against Mayo coming up in a fortnight's time. Um, I spoke to the Armagh Ladies chairperson, Sinead Reel, after the match. She gave me her thoughts on the match itself, but we also spoke about the new training ground in Killeen, a project that started up two years ago, heralded by Sinead herself and her father, who was a former um, county chairman as well. The project uh, so far has cost over £150,000 and when it's finished, it will be the only dedicated stadium for ladies football in the whole of Ireland. We also caught up with Armagh's Aidan Forker when the men had a very close, not 17 to not 15, victory over Derry in Celtic Park on Sunday afternoon. It was another tight game, but that set up an Ulster semi-final meeting with Donegal in a couple of weeks' time. We spoke to Aidan after the game, and we also had a few words with coach Jim McCarry. But first, let's hear from Sinead. Well, Sinead, that was a great win out there tonight. Yeah, and look, we didn't know what to expect tonight uh, after the Ulster semi-final. Um, you know, was it going to be a, a revenge uh, game or was it going to be that we were going to perform in the same way and to be fair the girls uh, pulled it out of the bag yep yeah I mean those goals I mean, they say well, goals will win, win games goals goals win games Aoife McKay tonight was superb not just the scoring I thought her tracking and her marking um, and, and defending and winning that ball back she was just in the right place at the right time all the time I think she, to me tonight she was player of the match tonight Aoife McKay I think she finished with a hat trick anyway at least yeah, I think she did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're up against Mayo now, and you've just in two mm. weeks' time, and it's, I suppose it's nice to have that extra game, that, have that first game behind you, so you know they're 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 coming from behind. Yeah, in well, a sense. Yeah, well, there's 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 drawbacks and there's positives. Um, the drawback for us is that they now have watched us tonight, and they see what we have, so they have a week to work on us. Um, we don't know what Mayo Mayo were like this year. We played them last year, very physical, very strong, uh, great attacking team. Um, definitely probably one of the dark horses for uh, an All-Ireland title this year so we're definitely going to be up against it but if the girls can perform the way that we know they can perform um, I can't see why we can't challenge Mayo as well Yeah, so I mean you think I mean, you're looking po- positive this year I mean it's the way that 
the way it's turned out, the format and everything is it's obviously very strange. But do you think that maybe is um, an advantage or a disadvantage to you? Um, I think one of the good things that we have drawn out of the COVID situation is your club county season, which I think is something that the association should look at, um, especially in ladies football, because clubs can't afford to do without their county players during league uh, games and championship games. In Armagh, we base our championship club dates round the county so that clubs have their players. But those club girls, they want to train and play with their own club initially. Um, and I think that the COVID um, this year has brought about that whole club county scenario. So those girls all got to, got to play with their clubs in the early part of the, when we, you know, this sport was brought back. And then obviously then it kicks into the county, which I think is brilliant. Um, and would do you think that's something that should be looked I at? Do, I do. Was it, I think it would encourage more girls to play for their county. Whereas the attitude for years, and, that's, and I mean spanning back over 20 years, is... Oh, sure, if you play for the county, you know, you don't get really playing for your club. So, so neither are, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I think that would increase membership of, of the association also. And I think then that more girls would play um, if they knew they had the option of playing both and being able to tie that in with, with both your club and your county. And I want to ask you now about the um, the training ground. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this has been a long, arduous process, I believe. Well, look, we're nowhere near finished. Um we, we got the ground probably around probably around this time uh, two years ago. Um, and it was a defunct um, club? It was the Kill- former St. Michael's Killian Club. Um, and it's something that we have had in our minds for quite a few years. Um, my father was chairman um, earlier in, in like, say, 20, 2012, right through to maybe 2016. Um, took a back seat in 2017. And then I took over in 2018. Um, but it's something that he had discussed years ago and we did approach other clubs about it and it didn't pull off. And then it was actually, you know, my father and myself went over and looked at Killian and we were saying, like, you know, the goalposts are up, the pitch is there. Could we could we do something or speak to the people of Killian? Um, it's actually a privately owned land, um, so it was never really vested in the GA, which was a big plus for us, um, which means that, you know, we control it, we run it. It's yeah. it's, it's ladies owned. And, um, and I'm not saying it's just going to be for ladies football. I would love to see... Uh, St Michael's Killian maybe reforming at, at youth level because that pitch is going to be there and available for the community um, it's also there for the school now as well and I think that Killian were delighted to have it also because I live in the parish of Clevey and Killian is on that outskirts and um, to be honest you know they don't really have an awful lot in Killian you have to leave Killian to go to the shop you have to leave it you know bar the chapel um, there's not an awful lot there for the people of Killian so it'll so be good for the community it'll be brilliant for Killian I think and um, so in two years down, two years on, we have um, probably spent in the region of in around about one hundred and fifty thousand so far. Uh, we we lifted the whole surface, and we got current contracts in, uh, who have done uh, an unbelievable job. The surface now is probably better than, and I'm not being disrespectful. It's probably as good, if not better, than Braffney there this evening. Um, there's a new stone mattress on it. It's probably one of the the first of the fields in not just the north, but I think in Ulster that has used this new system. So it's a new drainage system. Um, it did That's cost. very important it to did, have something yeah. like that. It's well, worth, our busiest, it's worth investing in. Our busiest time of year with county teams is from October right through to February. And that's for your underage county squads and your senior squads. Um, and that's the worst weather, you know. So yeah. we need that pitch to be playable every night of the week. And this surface, in fairness, with all the rain we've had even um, this past over the past couple of weeks, 
the guards trained on it on Sunday morning. They, the guards themselves couldn't believe how good the surface was after the rain, you know, the day before. Um, look, it's a big move. Uh, it was a big risk. Um, but anybody that knows me would know that I'm very sort of determined and when I take something on, I like to finish the job. So the next phase is floodlights. Um, going to cost us in the region of any or between 50 and 70,000. Um, the biggest issue for me is the lack of funding and the lack of backing that female sport gets. And this isn't the woman crying, as the man would say. Um, oh, there's them women again. They never get anything. Well, we really don't. I have... Yeah, you're not entitled to any of the sporting... Um, sport NI. Sport NI funding or anything like that? Nothing. I went to the local councillors. I have went to uh, the local council itself. Um, we've went to both councils because in my opinion, it's not just, just because the pitch is in Killian, it's not a Newry and Mourne district council issue. It's a it's an ABC and a Newry and Mourne council issue in my opinion, because we're providing a service for every girl from Lorgan, Craig Alvin, right through to Cross McLean. And have they given any arguments for, in favour of their position? Well, nobody, or... in my opinion, the two councils should come together and jointly fund some part of it. Yeah. Um, like this is the first of, this is the first setup to provide this kind of facility for um, ladies football in the whole of, Ireland. Whole of not Ireland. just Not just in Ulster, but yeah. in the whole of Ireland. Which is incredible to think that this has not Yeah, well, I hope, I hope, before, I, I, I do hope. And there's other counties that have been in contact with me asking us how we went about it. Now, not every county is going to have a former St. Michael's Killian situation. So there are other counties may are going to, who are actually probably going to come up against more financial issues. Um, because they maybe don't have the initial setup that yeah, we had. Yeah, so you had like some sort of a base to start exactly. off. Exactly, we had yeah. a base to start off. Um, but I do believe that if 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 funding was made available, whether that's through you know Sport Ireland, NA Sport NA, whatever facility there is, um, ladies football, in my opinion, is bottom of bottom of the rung, bottom of the ladder for for any um, sport funding, which is which is disappointing to me because those girls out there. They put in as much effort and as and if not more. We've seen this week uh, the highlighting of the WGPA, the expense fuel fuel expenses on players, which now thankfully um, this year the Ladies Association in fairness have rode in and said you know they will be funding uh, players their expenses for diesel, which is brilliant, which is a first, yeah. um, which I think is brilliant. I think we need to applaud that. I think the association have really rode in behind the counties and supported these girls, and um, I think that's a big step. Um, but it's not enough. I do think that the associations, whether it's provincial or at central, we need to be pushing onto the councils and the local funding um, opportunities. You know, these companies that the, the, that offer these fundings, they should be putting ladies football on the map and saying, right, you know, we need to support this. Yeah. And um, it's just not happening at the minute. So we're solely fundraising everything. And how do you? How is the fundraising come about? I mean, what way have you managed? To well, we had to get a like sport. Sponsors? We had to get a loan. So we have a sport and loan which we're paying off. Um, we set up the, the friends of Armagh, which yeah. has been brilliant. Um, and then we also have a lot of our main sponsors. But a lot of the main sponsors who have been so generous over the years, they cover the costs of running the teams. Yeah. So without those, we wouldn't have the teams. So we we really still need more help in the fundraising. Um, department as well and, and another thing you know that annoys me slightly is if if a man's county board uh, introduce a, a draw or a raffle or something or you know the tickets people just buy the tickets automatically at 10 pound whereas we come out with a two pound ticket it's a hard sell yeah. and it's it's a bit disappointing to think 
that when your son play, pays his membership to his local club, um, your daughter also pays the same membership. Yeah. So in my opinion, they should be all be treated equally. Um, they should have access to the same training facilities in Armagh. They should have access to the athletic grounds as much as they want. Um, and the, the men's board have been brilliant this past two to three years. We've really made a great, um, great strides there. Um, but we're, it's still not enough. You know, there's opportunities for double headers, and there's opportunities for ladies football at the highest level being played in the athletic grounds. And and there was nights we were driving past it and it locked up to head somewhere else. You know. Yeah. So I I do. And there should be more double headers. I mean, the Ulster yeah. Championship now they clashed. There they had club fixtures on when you were playing. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I think this year, I think it was the start of this year, our, our very first national league game. There was an opportunity for um, a double header. It was either this year or last year the start of it. Um, the, the years are rolling into each other now, yeah. and with the COVID, my head's all. I know, this. but um, there are definitely more opportunities for double headers, and I do believe. I mean, it would benefit everybody, wouldn't it? Well, it definitely would benefit us um, for ladies football because even if, if people come in for the second half of our match, you know, they'd be they could actually come and see, you know, what this sport's actually not a bad sport. Do you think and the twenty twenty has had much impact? Um, I think the 2020 campaign has been a brilliant idea and a brilliant initiative. Unfortunately, with COVID, has it you know not that it has put it on the back burner. Um, I still think we all need to push on, and 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 whether it's 2021 next year, we still increase participation, increase people attendance, increase PR, and increase everything around the game, and then that then increases the awareness of the game, in my opinion. And but it's still very hard to, you know get that person in to watch that match you know that's the thing yeah. you know they would go and watch somebody who's not even related to them but yet they wouldn't come and watch their niece or their daughter or now to be fair a lot of our county girls our families are very supportive but there has been for years drop drop off and drive on yeah you know now i do see that starting to change because i think the ladies game is a better game of football and it's better to watch it's more competitive Girls don't lay down. Men have started to breathe and bring in, incorporate the rules that you have. Which exactly. It's been very slow to happen. I mean, yeah. the sin bin, yeah. that's something to me that has always made more sense than yeah. the, the black card. Yeah, the sin but, bin's a great rule, I think, in fairness. You know? Yeah, that's something should have been incorporated a long yeah. time ago. And the stop clock as well. The stop clock as well, yeah. Um, Maybe they'll and take one thing home. that I do think, and people may criticise me for it, but I think if. Uh, it's a lift ball in men's football whereas as women can lift the ball off the ground but I do think I know it's a skill and it's a great form of art flicking the ball up or you know picking the ball up on the run but if you're at speed and you can pick the ball and scoop it up with one hand and you're on the run it would increase the, the speed of the men's game also whereas they have to actually physically bend down you know get the toe under it and, and the ball up unless they flick it up I think it's another one maybe they, they should look at um, but at the end of the day you know the thing is about the sport is trying to get people to watch more of it and support more of it and we definitely need support and play, with what and we're doing playing. I mean do you have you have girls playing yeah do you find that they um, leave at a certain age it's harder to keep girls involved than it is boys um, I think that's a lot to do with number one your home and uh, number two your coaching in your club if there's a drop off in your club scenario there's something wrong that has to be studied within the club maybe there's coaching issues and um, if there's a big drop off um, the teenage years in girls sometimes it's harder to keep girls, you know, at sport. And um, maybe the maybe the, maybe they get in with the wrong people. Maybe things maybe work takes over. Uh, girls like to be fair, um, education's a big thing with girls as well. 
and I'm not, you know, saying that it's more for girls or boys because that, that could be taken the wrong way. But, you know, a lot of girls study hard and wor work hard at their education, whereas a boy will do the books, play the football and do the books after. Sometimes and the girls... schools, do the schools have enough girls' sports in them? Because, you know, you'll see all the boys' football teams in schools coming on and then, yeah, they, they don't seem to yeah. be as much. I actually, uh, that was one of my plans for when I, when I took over the chair was to introduce a coach... Um, I actually had offered uh, and we would pay the coach to go in from Armagh into the um, grammar schools, high schools um, within Newry and Mourne. Now, some schools are really pushing ladies football. Some schools just go, just fulfil the fixtures and get it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, it's like um, a token kind of... Exactly. And sure, look, at, we've done it. We've ticked the box. Yeah. Um, the annoying part for me is the talent that is around some of the schools. Um, and then I see other schools who put in this mammoth effort and they go on and they win All-Ireland titles, say uh, St. Catharines. St. Catharines, in fairness, are very lucky. The teachers they have, um, there's a lot of the, a lot of the girls have either played for Armagh or, or currently play uh, their staff, their teaching staff, and those girls dedicate themselves to taking those school teams, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, but there are a lot of schools with you know personnel who could probably do that same job, but it's just not happening. And it's yeah. disappointing and you know it would actually increase then in my opinion if you if you have a young girl who's playing school football who maybe doesn't realize there's football in their local club yeah. uh, they leave school and they go i want to play football so then you'd be hoping that they go to play for their club and in turn that could turn out to play for the county so that was the that was the the aim for me going into schools with a, with a paid coach was to try and offer and um, to increase the numbers and participation um, didn't get a great response in some schools and you know two two or three of the schools already had a great system now I know education comes first but sport is very very important that's one thing I think which is brilliant these these games are going ahead I know there's no spectators and there's a lot of red tape and we have to have the red tape because we have to protect each other well I have to say I mean I I have to say that the way they've they you know, conducted this whole thing tonight was really, really, really good. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, because, in I mean, I, you had to fill in questionnaires, you had to fill in, you actually had to do a... Um, yeah, the online the health online. questionnaire, and you had to apply for accreditation, which is brilliant. Yeah, but you also had to do, literally do a test. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was so in fairness, you know, the, the Ladies Association have really, um, they have really went by the rule book on this. Yeah. And, you know, there's no strays got in any gates or, you know, so you just know oh, it's that... it's been completely vigilant. I mean, yes. really has, yes yeah. so look at that's but that means the game can continue on exactly yeah. and that's the main thing and these girls you know they really want to play a sport some of them some people that's all they have yeah. and i think you know we're worried about covid rates i would really be worried about mental health and and the rates of um the mental health you know people people working in that you know um industry at the minute pre-covid they were under pressure i yeah. think now they're going to be 10 times worse you're going to have people who have maybe lost jobs or families under pressure and the one thing that a child or a, a coach or somebody had was they could go out the door and coach or play football or kick a ball around the field for an hour and Just, clear the head exactly. and you know it, that is gone at the minute I think I think we need to get that back I think you know if yeah. the kids are allowed back in school you know let yeah. them back let them back and play, play sport. sport yeah like I'd say it's the safest place they can be and do you find now that the the girls will you know they miss the crowd and in, in big games like this yeah big games it must I guess be quite difficult yeah I'd say it is um, probably because they can hear me more now <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah I think you know look you need a bit of an atmosphere but at the end of the day 
these girls know once you go out on the field, whether there's a crowd or not, they have a yeah, job to do, do the they're job. They're in the zone. That's it. You know, yeah. you you know, there's times people actually, you know, can completely blank out a crowd anyway. So, you know, all they hear is one voice and that's the voice yeah. they should be I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But um Look, I, I think really it is disappointing we can't have spectators. When you look at the size of this stadium, could we not have put maybe 200 people in here tonight and spread them all over? But then it's, you know, it's the it's the the track and trace and if something happens. And I know. So yeah. that's where we have to go, right, okay, you know, right, no spectators. Just grin and bear it for now. Grin and bear it. Now, the other thing is unbelievable um, coverage, live games now. People are sitting at home. I got, I got a photograph from mom and my two sisters sitting at home uh, watching, you know, so like they get to sit at home and watch the game, which never happened before. Whereas I would have been yeah. at games maybe further down the country, and the well, phone, that's one positive that you're getting all the this, phone, the, all of the games are yes. being televised. So on yeah, so my yeah. phone would have been hopping. What's the score? What's the score? Yeah. And getting that from players, family members, from my own family, people on the board, and you're like, oh, wait, you know. So the fact that they're on, even if they're on Facebook Live or TG Cahar, you know, it's brilliant. Yeah. So it's it, that is definitely, I think, going to increase, you know, people actually going, you know what, this, this girl's fault was not a bad game to watch here either. Yeah, so this could be a good thing in a way. You're going to get exactly. more actually yeah. seeing it. Yes, yeah. so, you know, that, and again, that's going to increase the awareness of the game, you know. Yeah, so it's just a case of, like, pushing on and keeping the fundraising going. And when do you expect to get the training ground the next stage? That the Well, at the minute, we can only use it on Sunday mornings, obviously, because, because of no, no lights. lights. Yeah. Um, we um, are hoping... We're hoping to have the electrical contract signed and sealed within the next fortnight. Um, so then it takes 68 weeks for the likes of your floodlight poles. Um, so you're talking probably early 2021 yeah. for floodlights, um, which is, you know, that's, I just don't have great patience. So I'm constantly uh, on It's a to, huge project though. It I is, mean. it is. But I would be very, let's go, let's push this on. Let's get this done. And I think when the lights go up, maybe people go, oh my God, you know, this yeah. is really good. Let's roll in behind us. And then obviously the next phase further down the line will be um, changing facilities, incorporating a gym area, a, a viewing room, different bits and pieces. Obviously some sort of catering facilities for teams. Um, and... You and know. it will really bring the whole ladies game up in our map. Yes, it will just. Well, that's what we want. We want girls. We want one girls. place to go yeah. and not well, have to travel a, all that's around. It's going to be a massive thing. Like I played county years ago and, you know, uh, sister of mine played up until a year ago. And, you know, one one night you were maybe leaving somewhere, leaving work or going somewhere and in the next 10 minutes, you could be on the road 10 minutes, you get a text or oh, they've just pulled the field on us. We have to go to somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And your girls traveling from all over. Um, so now, you know, this will be home. And the other plus of that is um, the character is our main sponsor as well. And it's literally five minutes from the pitch. So, Perfect. you know, it's, it's, it's great there. You know, the character hotel have been so generous to us for 15 years or more. And um, no matter what we ask for, we get. And the facilities then of your pool and, you know, all of that there, five minutes from the session. Five minutes from there. You I know, mean, it, it just makes everything. It makes everything thing. nearly perfect, which is nearly, yeah. it's nearly and too perfect. More the, girls. In wanting to get involved and exactly. it's a knock-on effect exactly that's the whole point of yeah. it that you know at the end of the day I just want to see as many girls in Armagh holding a size 4 football wearing an Armagh jersey with a Carrickdale crest and walking around very proud to wear it and that's the main aim and what about you yourself Sinead you're not going anywhere you're sticking around you're um... oh I don't know now I've done three years and I think the people are sick of listening to me at this stage so um, <laughs> look at we see what happens at the AGM I definitely wouldn't turn anybody away if they want to take the role on and um, 
it's a tough rule. It's twenty four seven. I think it's. Um, I think you're made for it. I don't know about that now. <laughs> um, great committee. There's a brilliant committee behind me. I have to say, unbelievable. Um, like everybody who is appointed in a position does a job. Um, and to be honest, like you know, when you delegate people out to do work and they do it, that's half the battle. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a there's a great working committee in Armagh and great fixtures committee and. We, we do need more people to get involved, without a doubt, because the jobs are all getting bigger and bigger and bigger because of the associations getting bigger, the participation's getting bigger. Yeah. So we definitely need more people to, to get involved. And, and I know everybody's stretched in their clubs, but we need them really. Like, I, like I coach myself in my club, so like I'm out two or three nights a week with the, wee, with the young ones, and then you could be two nights at a meeting. And like I have a wee girl coming 17, and she's like, this year has been a blessing to her because she's like, Oh, we're getting dinner at six o'clock. We're sitting down eating <laughs> we're getting dinner, dinner together. Full stop. Yeah, we're getting dinner and we're sitting together. So, um, yeah, so she, like really and truly, like she has been just, oh my God, ma, where, where, where are you heading tonight? What time will you be home? You know, so. Yeah, but that's um, your life. That's the way it's Well, that's been. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so she she, she knows the crack anyway. But um, yes, absolutely. If somebody oh, could step up and, and take it on, I wouldn't disappear, but um, I would. I, you could do it at hand. Everybody, everybody can do it a hand in all roles and all the roles that we're in you know everybody can do it a hand everybody loves to blame somebody else when something goes wrong you know but nobody actually stands up and goes do you know what instead of me actually criticizing let me help do you know which is a big thing yeah, yeah and nobody's out to do anybody or get the better of anybody you know especially in the county board we just want football to be successful at club level which then in turn increases your your county structure in my opinion and then you just want young girls to, to get out and play for our man. That's the main aim, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, listen, I, that's three points in the bag anyway tonight. Yeah. And hopefully things will go well now against Mayo in two weeks' yeah, time. So, yeah, so tomorrow, two weeks back. Into Brasley. a semi-final. Yeah, I know, you never know. Look, stranger things have happened. Um, a lot of people don't really feature our man this year at all. We have a great bunch of girls. Well, we have a week's rest. And then they, then they have no week's rest. And then we, 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 go, and, we go and get them then. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, so thanks it. a lot for talking to me, Sinead. Thanks, Liam. All right. Thanks, million. Bye. As I mentioned earlier, we had a word with Aidan Forker and Jim McCarry after the fantastic Armagh victory over Derry in Celtic Park on Sunday afternoon. And here's what both of them had to say. Hi, how are you? Thank you. We're under the cosh there, third quarter. They got a wee purple patch, and um, to be fair, our boys dug it out. Listen, it could have been different. They missed a few chances that maybe if they went over, it could have been a different story, to be honest. So we rode our luck a wee bit there in the third quarter. But listen, we dug deep in the last quarter there and got a couple of important scores at important times. And um, no, this, We'll take a lot of confidence from this because, you know, traditionally or, or, or in the past, we, we've lost those games. And I think we, we've, um, we've matured a lot there. And a couple of new players in and all has really stood us. And, you know, Supi and, and Rain and Oshin winning an important ball and, and taking breaking lines there at the end was was very important. So, um, listen, it's a different test next week, but we're happy to go over the line. We knew it wasn't going to be easy coming up here. Like. Jamie Clark was sinbinned in the second half, and when asked how much preparation Armagh put in for scenarios like that, this is what Aidan had to say. Um, yeah, we chat about it like it was it's hard because you know you're only getting couple of nights a week at it and, and it's only maybe 10 or 12 minute blitzes and, and you can't really prepare for too many what-if scenarios but we do chat about it and well, what happens if we do go black yard down I think any good team prepares for that it's nearly an eventuality at times so um, we just try to sit in and, and, and you know soak it up and, and damage limitation nearly at times because you lose a man here and 
boys like Rogers and, and McKagan all running at you, it's difficult. So I think we we contained that time quite well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. They had been playing really well after that as well. So it was a big I think they missed a few. They had chances, we missed a few. But listen, we had to just stay goal side and make it hard for them, make sure we don't cough up any silly goals or anything. So again, as I said, Dam's limitation and, and try to when we when we break break a pace and, and you know get the ball up to Jamie and and these boys to try and make it stick. And listen, it was a dirty night. It was hard ball, and to be fair, balls in weren't weren't great at times. So we have loads to brush up on and loads to improve on. Hopefully for next week, it's going to be. Um, who is it then? Donegal. So, listen, it's going to be a brutal, brutal test. But listen, that's where we want to be, and, and playing against Division One teams, and we're up there now, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll go at it next week. Like. It was also suggested that there weren't too many goal chances for Derry, and Aidan was asked, was that something else that Kieran McGinley had been working on? Yeah, I think defensively, like if you look at our record pre-COVID, it was, was wasn't too bad. It was pretty good across the divisions, and. Um, you know, uh, you know, when we come back, we're sloppy with our tackling, and even towards the end there, we're a wee bit um, ha- leaving the hand in and stuff. So, Jim's, you know, Jim coaches that as much as he can, and Kieran as well. But again, we don't get loads of time training because we're trying to recover between games. And to be fair to Kieran, he's trying to, he's trying to really try and make us play on the front foot. And and, and you know, we we work as a defensive unit and chat about ourselves with Jim. But um, listen, you, you can't be giving away a silly freeze at this level. You're going to get punished. So. There's loads to brush up on there for us, but no, it's reassuring. But I think um, you know Danny Gall are going to be a different, different kettle of fish running at us with pace and, and you know quality players. So um, I'm sure when we look at the video, there'll be maybe gaps there that we've spotted that they didn't exploit. So we'll see. The last time Armagh played Donegal was back in 2015, um, and Donegal had a really comfortable win back then. Um, Asked if it might be different this time around. This is what Aiden had to say. Yeah, that's the way we, we like it. Like, no one's really going to give us a chance against Donegal, and um, you know we, we'll have a we'll have a, a bit of belief in ourselves, and, and we know we're a completely different team than 2015. I would say if you look at the team sheet, there aren't too many players still there. So um, this is a this is a new team that we've built, and and Kieran has built, and um, we were very naive that day, and very, I remember on the pitch and. You know, it was just happening all around you, and you couldn't get hands on anyone. So I was there that day, and and, and we'll learn from it. But um, even football now is even different again from what it was in 2015, and um, we we'll make sure that the boys who got joy that day hopefully won't get joy next week. And from an attacking point of view, on Sunday, Armagh did quite well. They scored 17 points, which, given the horrendous conditions wasn't a bad tally at all yeah we looked we looked um we looked at ourselves you know during the lockdown there's a lot of conversations over soon how we can improve our efficiency in front of goal and i think first half i'm not sure of the stats like but you know we didn't miss too many we took important shots and it was in around the d area and you know that's what we're trying to do so um it's just about selection and, and the better teams and, and the top teams you know take good make good decisions front of goal and, and we're trying to improve on that there you know and one player who did come in for special mention was Connor O'Neill, who made his championship debut on Sunday. Um, he scored a lovely point uh, early in the second half. And this is what Aidan had to say about Connor. Yeah, definitely under the radar, as it means um, everyone else about the country. But Connor is an exceptional footballer, very neat and tidy, and you know, great energy, great pace. And I don't think he gets applauded. He deserves. He gets through a lot of work and. Um, he's a quiet character, but you know, very aggressive, very strong, and 
Um, I think he, he, he's, he's having a great, great year. And Aidan himself scored a couple of really nice points. Um, no matter what position he plays on the pitch, uh, he seems to pick off scores and he was asked about that as well. Yeah, um, I try to, try to, you know, Kieran encourages it. And, and you, again, you look at the top teams, people from deep are, are contributing to the attack, whether it's goals or points. And I'm happy to try and contribute to score. You know, I've, when I get in front of the goal, I'm, I'm quite confident that I'll back myself to, to take a point. So I'm used to playing in their time. So um, just picking my runs and, and trying to find that space. You know, you have quality of Jamie and Roy finding passes in there. So um, listen, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting up and down the pitch. I've um, probably a wee bit to go, but we'll get a bit of work done now in the next five or six days and, and see where we're at. You know, I'm ho hoping to try and push on and, and contribute to the team going forward as much as um, defensively. So um, if, I, if I have failed the space that I can go and contribute to the attack, then I will. I think Kieran gives us that license that um, between the keeper and the other guys, they'll organise that. And as I say, we try to we try to play on the front foot. I think it was uh, with no defenders at one night in the Mechanic Cup, and uh, the worst thing I ever did was work on my tackling. <laughs> but uh, no, listen, it's a new challenge. It's different, and you know, Kieran to be fair has. Um, Given me uh, important jobs at times, and you know I relish that. Right? Well, that's why you play the game to play against the best. And there's times I come out well, and there's times I get a hard night. So um, I enjoy it. It's a different challenge, and um, I'm happy to listen. As long as I'm in the team, I'm happy. It's, uh, it's a tougher and tougher team to get into. It's very competitive. It's very strong bench, strong training, and um, if I'm in the team, I'm happy. Yeah, um, I think. Kieran has been famed for saying you play you only you only line out the position at the start and at half time so um, you never find yourself exactly where you're always playing so um, it's a very fluid game in terms of the position and you have your middle eight and your your back six and, and that you sort of work as a unit and um, play that way I think if you're um, pigeonholing yourself into being a, a corner back or a wing back or a, even a midfielder now you know you're under a loss so you have to be able to bring your skill set. Um, to any position that you play and, and bring your qualities and your strengths there. So, um, listen, we'll, we'll have a wee bit to work mm -hmm. on. I know that, but um, we're we're enjoying it. It was good to get over the first. It was a it was a tough test out there the night, and Roy had the mile set up. So, um, listen, we'll relish Donny Gall. Good man. Is that all right? No worries. Think about today coming to the Celtic Park. There's always going to be a, a tough encounter for any team. You know, and, and people have talked about Derry being a you know Division Three side, and about Armagh being a Division One side. We moved up from Division Two to Division One, and if we had lost in Clare, we'd have been in Division Two. If Derry had to beat down, they'd have been in Division Two. You know, so there's not the league's really positions doesn't make a difference when it comes to Championship football. And I think records you unless you get you know the, like the likes of Tyrone's and and Donny Gauls that we've seen even today. You know, they're really playing at that top level, and that's where we want to get ourselves in the Division One for was to get that learning experience. But coming to Derry, you know, always going to be tough. You know, I think maybe today we could put to bed the Smith that we can't play against a blanket defence. That was a blanket defence today, and we scored 16 points. And atrocious conditions. You know, I thought some we played some really good football. We could have scored more. Yes, they could have scored more as well. And you know, the other myth as well is that when we get a lead up, you know, we can't defend the lead. You know, well, I think both those were put to bed today. And maybe on it. And I hope that's maybe realised people have a wee bit more evidence rather than just some superficial comments on it. So from that point of view, it's heartening. Uh, it's heartening to get into the next round. We haven't won anything all in the next round against Donegal, who are playing fantastic football at the minute. But we've two weeks to prepare for that. We get the sore bodies sorted out. We get a wee bit of rehab for the guys, and and we look at it during the weekend as where we go from here. This sticks in my head the three days. 
the three, I, I was manager whenever Down beat us, went on to win the All Ireland. I was manager whenever Derry beat us, went on to win All Ireland. I was manager whenever Donegal beat us, and all. I said, if I meet another B team again, that's it, I'm never going <laughs> to. So, uh, why are you talking about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a fantastic side. You can see the way, you know, the work that, that Bonner's done with them, you know. The, Fantastic personnel come in, you know. And you think of like McGrady didn't come on today at all. I don't believe he was named to start on it, but obviously saving it for first two weeks' time and gives them a wee bit more recovery time. But the players they have, the best teams, and you look at them, the Dublins of this world, when they take five players off, the five players of equal quality coming in, not better. And Donegal have that great strength and depth. But I have to say as well, without trying to sound as if we're not, we have a very, very strong squad now, and every game. Like we've brought players on, they've made a difference. And it is about, and you keep saying it's the players, it's about the panel of players, it's about the, the team that finishes rather than just the team that starts. And seeing the other day, you know, when Grimley came back in, you know, it was very, very good. So you have players like that coming in. Last week, Soupy did the exact same up in Clare, you know. So uh, it's good to have that strength and depth, and it'll be a real battle, you know, uh, in two weeks' time. And Jim was asked about Jamie Clark, who, apart from getting black carded, had a fantastic game. Yeah, Jamie probably, if you look at maybe the games where people were competent on, people expect Jamie to be inside and doing what he did today on it, and he was playing maybe a different role for us. Um, in fairness to him, Jamie sees the value of the team rather than the value of the individual, and a lot of people will see Jamie as somebody who's so good inside, he takes a man on, he puts him over his right, puts him over his left, scores goals, you know, a real handful inside on it. But Jamie is a real good team player as well, and he was doing other aspects that we were very, very happy with, so we thought he was playing very well. He didn't play as well up in Clare. Maybe the ball wasn't going in right to him. Maybe they were covering it that bit better on it. But you can see the hunger there today. You know, and we lost him for that 10 minutes. I thought we handled that 10 minutes very, very well. Uh, we minimised scoring opportunities for them. Maybe we got on the board ourselves during that time on it. But we got him back in again, and that was 15 v 15 to finish out, which is what we wanted. I mean, I was, I was saying earlier just that uh, it's all about the training sessions you do and sticking to the process on it. And I mean, some of the criticisms we got for the Roscommon game put the hands up both the media and with supporters. Uh, but the biggest critic was ourselves on it. We didn't stick to what we had been doing in training during that game. They got two penalties and then they got a goal straight after that. And we lost all reckon and reason of how we were supposed to play that game. First half, we controlled the game very, very well. We had great opportunities to hit them on the break and score on it. We lost that in, in, in that game on it. Today, that wasn't going to happen. And you've seen even when you do get a black card and it's late in, in, in the second half and you then see conditions like that that they were playing with a really, really strong breeze. You've seen scores been taken from 65 metres out and put over. You know, it was even more important to try and control that period of time. And I thought we did that well. Championship football, you associate with a wee bit of sunshine, you know, great support, smell of cut grass, you know, the sun creams, <laughs> you know. Now you're coming with, you know, three coats on you, waterproofs, you know, and there's no crowd at all. And you can hear the opposition management, they can hear us. You can hear the selectors calling, different things. You hear players shouting. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different, but I think it's fantastic that we can still run with the games now because so many people need to see them, you know, and I think the measures that counties are putting in, you know, to, for, for control, you know, for the hygiene, for the temperature checks, for all the different things, you know, that allows the games to, to proceed safely. I think they'd be commended for that. A lot of people are criticising that these games go ahead, but I think people should be commended for the work that they do. They actually have these and the games that were on yesterday, they watched the Kevin game, Kevin Monaghan, the excitement and that. You know, the Donegal game today and us, you know, it's great that we can bring that to people at this time of the year. Okay, no worries. All right, folks. No problem. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. 
If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.